here's the kicker, okay? This is where it gets mind-blowingly awesome. <laughs> this is how awesome God is. Are you ready? Okay. I am so ready. Hit me. I'm going to show you how to operate in a spirit. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Hey, are you happy? Now that's a great question. Does the sun set high? Does the sun set high? Welcome to Happy Life Studios. What is up, Happy Lifers? So glad you joined us today. You're in for a special treat. We have an interview today with an awesome human. Welcome to Happy Life Studios, Emily. Thank you. You are actually friends of Lelia that we, did I say it right that time? Yeah, you did. Good job. (laughs) The podcast we did called Bob's Quilt. Well, a few episodes ago, you're actually her friend. You're the one I talk about you in the podcast about the person that invited her from Montana. And she's an Iowa girl living in Texas that you invited from Montana to go to Wisconsin. And then we meet. <laughs> then, yeah, we went to actually we went to Bible college together in Wyoming. Yeah. Yeah. You two together are crazy. You were so nervous to bring her for bring her to Camp Daniel. And and uh, why were you so nervous to bring her to Camp Daniel? You wanted her to like it so much, huh? I did. I knew I had met her earlier that spring and she was, we were talking through a lot of things because she's had a lot of life changes. And I was like, you should just come to Camp Daniel with me and you should be a counselor. And so we called Jen Burry right there and we're like, hey, this is my friend. These are her limitations. Can she be a counselor? And I signed her up right there. So I had really, really high hopes that it would be um, as exciting for her as it was. Wait, now you signed her up. Did she have a say-so in this thing, or did you just sign her up? It was like, here's my phone. Talk to this woman. (laughs) Cancel youth group. (laughs) Because happy life, or that's how Emily is. That's how she rolls. She'd be the type of person that would just, next thing you're doing something, you're like, why did I do? Because, Emily, you have this, like this, you have this thing about you that just, I don't know, you get people to do what you want them to do. It, it sounds kind of bad. Like, maybe that you should run it. really bad. No, <laughs> it wasn't a hard sell because Lelia has worked in camps before and is, I mean, she is a camp girl. Like, if there's yeah. any person who's born for camp, it is Lelia. It was funny, too, because, you know, she signed up. I mean, you signed her up for for one week. And next thing you know, she was there the rest of the summer. And she was just such a huge blessing. And and uh, now it's so great to call her friend. And we had that great podcast. In fact, we got done with the podcast. And you immediately started messaging both of us on Facebook, talking about it and everything. And, and uh, so I thought, you know, we should do one. We've been talking about it for a while that I should do one with you. Because, Emily, you're just not like other people, man. What I meant to say earlier is that you're just – you're magnetic. You have this influencing capability about you that just, I don't know if you, if everyone feels that way about you or if you, you get that vibe from other people, but Emily, you just crack me up. You make my heart happy every time I see you because Emily, you are just, you're Emily. You're, you're you. You're the epitome of BU, which is something that God has been working on me for the last several years. Huh. So that's why you're always talking about BU. 
Yeah, because that's what God's been working on on me. And uh, but I see you, and I just, you know, Emily, you just, you're, you're very unique. You're not like anyone else I know, and I just love that about you. And like I said, happy lifer, you're in for a treat because Emily is just flat out awesome. Remember when I invited you to do a watch party? I, by the way, happy lifer, I've been taking our our podcast and I've been putting him in video format, and then starting a watch party on Facebook hoping that we'll all start talking about the podcast together. So instead of just listening to it individually, we all listen to it together. And so I started a watch party and Emily, you and I were Facebooking at the time. Yeah. And you were like, what's this watch party thing? <laughs> you know, I don't understand them. <laughs> right. And, um, and I said, I cut, so I tried to explain it to you. I invited you came on and then you started messaging me in Facebook, but not during the watch party, which is what I'm hoping for. And I said, you should share that with the group because it was it was quite, quite insightful. I scared all the people <laughs> no, off the watch didn't. party as soon as I started commenting on the watch party, <laughs> which I told you would happen. <laughs> okay, so Emily, I will hand it to you that people started dropping off and they weren't on there talking, right? But I want you to know something. That that's how it's been. We've only done it a few times, and it's been that way every time. So, so it had nothing to do with you, but it was pretty funny. I was like, "You should share that," and you said, "No, I don't want to share that in front of everybody." And I said, "They they need to see your awesomeness." And then you you come on and you start sharing, and then <laughs> then, they, then they all left. But it wasn't just you that was talking; it was me talking too. Anyway, I just said you need to share, and then you you came back with, "Well, I don't." You know, I don't feel comfortable doing that in front of people. And I said, you know, I get that. I understand that. But the world needs your awesomeness. And you remember what you said back to me on that? I said, um, I'm not awesome, but I have an awesome story. Right. And I, I want you to know, Emily, that you are awesome and happy lifer. I think she's going to prove it to you. If you haven't figured that out already, Emily is just amazing. And she comes out to Camp Daniel every year and works with people with disabilities. And and uh, Emily, so so you said you, I said you're awesome and you're like, no, I'm not awesome, but I do have an awesome story. So I disagree with you. I think that you are awesome, but what's, what's this story that you speak of? Okay. So it starts with me very unawesomely having a gigantic <laughs> meltdown. It was the first day of this last, it's my last semester. And on the first day of my last semester of school, I have a very large mental meltdown. And I proceed to very late at night text one of my friends who also stays up very late at night and was melting down. And my friend was very, very gracious and encouraging. And I was just freaking out all over the place. And anyways, they handled it really well and really encouraged me. And then, um, but I just freaked out for a long time. <laughs> And then they said, I said, you know, I just am tired of people not telling me the truth and um, kind of shared some of the fears that I have. Huh. And and this friend replied and said, well, I will I will tell you the truth. And, oh, my. <laughs> um, and um, then they said here are three. They stated three words that they, they were like, this is who you are. And they said, you're genuine. I think they said, you're hardworking and you're powerful. And I was like, whoa, no one's ever 
told me I'm powerful before. And I was just so relieved at that point. Um, and it was really late at night. So I was just like, what do you mean relieved? Relieved from your meltdown or relieved what you thought they were going to tell you? Uh, both. <laughs> Cause like, I mean, <laughs> they've been talking me down off the meltdown at this point. Right. They've been encouraging the whole way. So I was slowly winding down. And when they dropped those three words, it was just like a huge relief. Well, I have to admit that when they said, I'm going to be honest with you, I had a cringe inside, like, uh oh, here it comes. I mean, when people say they want to be honest, how often do you hear, hey, can I be honest with you? You're powerful. You're yeah. awesome. You're amazing. No, usually when someone says, can I be honest with you? It's it's, it's negative, <laughs> it's right? It's negative, yeah. So anyways, I just got to keep going. All right. So I'm like, that's really cool. I'm super relieved. And all the stress went away and I pretty much immediately fell asleep. And the next day I was like, that's really sweet. I'm not going to think too much about this because being powerful is scary. And so I just kind of laid it aside. And then a couple weeks ago, my pastor was preaching. He's preaching through the book of Second Corinthians. And he was preaching through the passage in chapter 12, where God says to Paul, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Mm. And my pastor really brought out the point. You can never be too weak to be powerful, but you can be too strong to be powerful. Whoa. So you can never be too weak to be powerful. Say that again. He said you can never be too weak to be powerful because God says in Second Corinthians 12, 9, uh, my power is made perfect in weakness. And then Paul says, okay, I'm going to boast all the more about my weaknesses so that Christ's power can rest on me. And so for Christ's sake, I'll delight in weaknesses and all these hard things I'm going through because when I am weak, I am strong. But then he said, but you can be too strong yeah. to be powerful. What does that mean? That when we're, we're too strong, we try to do it all on our own uh, and okay. we're, we're too strong. And so we can't access God's power because we're plowing on on our own. Wow. Yeah. So that was like, whoa, that's super cool. And I was super encouraged in that moment, which was at that point separate from my friend. But here's here's the kicker. Okay. This is where it gets mind-blowingly awesome. <laughs> this is how awesome God is. Are you ready? <laughs> okay. I am so ready. Hit me. So um, I was diagnosed with diabetes when I a month wow. before my 14th birthday. Wow. So that summer I was working at a summer camp and they, cause I love summer camps. Um, and they were doing morning devotions where they just like sent all the kids out and you had to have quiet time with God. And as counselors, you got it too, because your kids were like scattered all over the campground. So I was sitting under this dead tree and opened my Bible up, and I read this passage in Second Corinthians 9 about Paul crying about his physical infirmities and how God used that. Um, God said, you know, I have a plan for you and your weakness is part of that. And wow. earlier in Second Corinthians 4 and 5, he talks about how we're clay pots. We're like right. broken clay pots, and through the broken cracks of the clay pots, God's glory is 
is shown all over everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Through the broken places, through the cracks, through our weaknesses. That's where the light shines through. Yeah, that's where the light shines through. So I'm sitting there as a 14-year-old, and my life has completely changed. And it's scary because I have an irrational fear of needles. I still do to this day. Oh, no. <laughs> and that passage was so encouraging to me as a teenager because I was like, this is so scary for me. I don't know what my future is going to hold. But maybe God can do something powerful through me because it says his power is made perfect in weakness. So maybe I have this weakness for a reason. Wow. And as a teenager, it was just hugely, hugely encouraging for me and became a prayer of my life. The combination of like four being a clay pot that shines God's glory and and letting his power work through my weakness has been a prayer of my life for the last, like, many, 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 more than 10 years. <laughs> and so I think I was journaling about the Sunday sermon when the Lord just kind of hit all of this together and was like, your friend said you were powerful. What do you think that's an answer to? Wow. And it was like the Lord went full, full circle. And he's like, I have heard your prayers for the last like 15 plus years. And I don't know if that's what my friend meant when they said I was powerful, but that's what I'm going to take it to meant is that the yeah. Lord was saying, I am working in your life. I do have a plan for your life. Um, wow. And and I hear your prayers and it might be 15, 20 years and you hear no answer, but I, I'm giving you the answer and someday, someday you'll see the answer. Wow. Yeah. I told wow. you, I told you it would be an awesome story. That, that, that is an awesome story. And you know where that story, where it really came about, it came about your weakness. It came about not just when you're a teenager at 14, but it came about in your weakness, your vulnerability with your friend that you're having a meltdown, but you didn't hold it inside. You actually called somebody up and how you actually asked them just to be honest with you, knowing that they could give you something negative. But because you did that, this whole thing happened because you got vulnerable and you got real, you showed your weakness. And out of that, God's light, like that cracked pot, actually shone through that weakness. In fact, I don't know if you realize this or not, but, you know, at Camp Daniel this last year, last couple of years, we've been talking about the same same scripture. But when you read it in a different translation, 2 Corinthians, what is it, 12, 9? But when you read it in the message translation, it says this, check this out, talking about Camp Daniel, because of the extravagance of those revelations, and so I wouldn't get a big head. Yeah. I was given the gift of a handicap hmm. to keep me in constant touch with my limitations. Satan's angel did his best to get me down. What he did, in fact, was push me to my knees. No danger then of walking around high and mighty. At first, I didn't think of it as a gift, and I begged God to remove it. Three times I did that. And how often do we do that? You know, yeah. we, we got this weakness, and we're like, God, take this away. God, if you love me, God, why am I going through this, right? And then he told me, my grace is enough. It's all you need. My strength comes in, into its own in your weakness. And I just love that because then Paul goes on to say, once I heard that, I was glad to let it happen. 
I quit focusing on the handicap and again began appreciating the gift. It was a case of Christ's strength moving in on my weakness. And now I take limitations in stride and with good cheer. These limitations have cut me down to size, abuse, accidents, opposition, bad breaks. I just let Jesus take over. And so the weaker I get, the stronger I become. That's cool. I mean. <laughs> that's, that's my story. I mean. It is your story. Exactly. And then I feel good that you share the same story with Paul, the guy that wrote most of the, most of the New Testament. Yeah. I like how it puts it like things that cut us down to size, like abuse. I mean, the people out there, people, we, we've been abused. We've had accidents. We've had opposition. We've had, it even it mentions bad breaks. And we feel like these are th- reasons why we can't be happy. But Paul is kind of trying to say the opposite. He's kind of saying, this is why you can be happy because these things have happened, but don't focus on these things. Don't focus on the bad break. Don't focus on the opposition. Don't focus on the handicap. Again, appreciating the gift and realize that through our weakness, through the cracks of our lives, God's light will shine through if we allow him to. I know. And that's where I really like the tie back into chapter four, where he he says that. He's like, you're all crackpots. Plus, I love telling people, you know what? You're supposed (laughs) to be a crackpot. That's why I think you're so awesome. And I want to keep speaking life into you because, Emily, you change people's lives. You make people's lives much happier because who you are is very refreshing and very amazing. And I know that when you stay who you are, you're going to face opposition and you're going to face people looking at you strange and you're going to face people saying things about you. But don't be like somebody else because... (laughs) <laughs> you you're a pretty amazing human being and happy lifer. I hope that you you caught that as well. So, Emily, thanks for joining us on this podcast. As we close this podcast out, I want you to picture the people that are listening. There's some people that are listening that that they feel like they don't fit. Is there anything that you would like to tell them? It's okay to have a good cry and now and then, but don't compromise who God has created you to be and who God's shaping you to be because he has a plan for you and it's a plan that only you can do. And if I try to be somebody else, then I'm no longer that person that he needs to pull that plan off with. Yeah. Wow. Make someone happy. Make just one someone happy and you will be happy too awesome emily i couldn't have said it better thank you thanks for coming thanks happy lifer for listening remember life isn't perfect but it can be happy steve ace